Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105, I'm Kim and I love stories. Well, hello Super Great Kids. I hope you had a lovely long holiday. I wonder if you had time to learn one of the story songs or even one of the stories in our podcast. The theme at the moment is fairy tales and the tale today is told by the wonderful storyteller Kate Corkery. It's an Irish fairy tale from the city of Cork, where Kate is from. It tells the story of a beautiful lake in Cork, or Loch, as they say in Irish, and how the people of Cork say it came to be there. Can you think of any other Irish stories which you've heard on Super Great Kids Stories? Why don't you have a little think while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Hello, Super Great Kids. It's me again. Did you think of any Irish stories? Well, there's Mr Rabbit and the Fox and the Magic Bottle and, of course, Molly and the Leprechaun. I wonder if you remembered any of those. Well, now here's another story from Kate Corkery. Fear Ishka and the Magic Water. Are you ready? Once upon a time, or as they say in Ireland, Fado, Fado, Fado. A long time ago, in Cork, there was a king. His name was King Cork. He lived in a beautiful palace in a valley. From his palace he could see the lovely green grass and he could see the hills around. He had everything he wanted in his palace and there in the courtyard before the palace there was a spring of fresh water. Well, this water was not only fresh and pure and clean, it was magic water. In fact, the king boasted to everybody about the water being so special that anyone who drank it felt better. If you were sick, you became well. If you were sad, you became happy. If you were nervous, you calmed down. This water could cure all ills and make everybody happy. One night the king went to bed. When he woke up in the morning, the servant opened the curtains of his bedroom. The king looked down into the courtyard. He was horrified. There was a long queue of poor, sick people. People in rags, people (coughs) coughing, people sneezing, babies, (laughs) babies crying. And there they were, queuing up to get some water from the spring. The king called his servant. He said, who are these people? And the servant said, Your Majesty, they have heard you praising the water so much that people have come from far and near to get some. You've told people it cures all ills. Of course it does. It's very special water. But it is my water, said the king. I don't want every every Tom, Dick and Harry, every poor beggar coming from miles around taking my water in front of my palace. How dare they? No, he said, this can't continue. No, this won't continue. Get me the builders. And he called the builders. He said to the builders, build me a wall around the spring. 
build me a big, thick stone wall, and in the wall put a door, a strong door, and in the door put a lock, a strong lock, and then bring me the key. And of course they obeyed the king. They built a big, strong wall around the spring, and they put a door in the wall, and they came to the king with the key. Thank you, he said. The king was very happy. Now the king had one daughter. She was a beautiful princess. And he had called her Fir Ishka. And Fir Ishka means pure water. You see, he had loved the water so much, he called his daughter after the water. Can you imagine that? But Fierishka, she had sparkling eyes, and Fierishka, she had a lovely tinkly laugh. <laughs> you could hear her laughing as she ran around the palace. And Fierishka, she loved to wear clothes that floated behind her of green and blue and silver. Fierishka was a pure delight, and she grew more beautiful by the day. King Cork was very proud of his daughter. King Cork was very proud of everything he had, and King Cork loved to show off. And he decided when it was Fir Ishka's 18th birthday, he would have a very big feast and she would have the biggest party. He would invite all the nobles of the land, all the rich people in all their finery. In fact, people from overseas, from many other countries, would be invited to the palace. And so he ordered his servants to prepare a most wonderful feast. Oh, my goodness, they had all sorts of meats and fruits and vegetables. They had all sorts of fine wine and mead. He had the palace decorated, beautiful hangings on the walls. He had the fires lit. He invited the bards to recite poetry. He invited the musicians to play their best music. And when the feast began... The king welcomed one visitor after the other into the fine hall, and Fir Ishka was sparkling, and she was delighted to see everybody arriving. And there was one prince who entered that made her smile even more than the others, for he was indeed really handsome. And when the feast began, they ate and they drank and they laughed, and this prince smiled at Fir Ishka, and she smiled at him. And when the music started, he came and he asked her to dance. Oh, my goodness, he was such a good dancer. And even though other people were dancing as well, they just stopped after a while to look at Fierishka, the beautiful princess, being whisked around the floor by the handsome prince. Oh, all was going so well. What a wonderful party. What a wonderful event. But in that wonderful big hall with the fire lighting and all the food and all the dancing, people were getting hot and people were getting thirsty. And one of the guests said to the king, Your Majesty, this is indeed a wonderful feast, and we have loved the food and the drink you have given us, but there is one drink missing from your table. What would that be? said the king. He knew very well what it was. He had deliberately left out this special water. He wanted to give it special attention. We need some water to drink, said the guests. May we have some water? Oh. You would like some water? Of course you may have some water. You may have my very special water. And this water is so special, it will be brought to you in a special vessel. He clapped his hands. In came the servants, carrying a heavy golden jug. 
encrusted with semi-precious jewels. The jug was placed on the table. He said, and only a very special person will fetch the water. And he took the key from his pocket and he gave the key to Firishka. He said, my daughter, go to the well, open the door and bring back water for our guests. Now, Firishka was a little bit embarrassed. But, but, Daddy, I, I, I'm afraid to go out into the dark night on, on my own. She was a little bit embarrassed to be doing the work of a servant. She was, after all, a princess. Oh, said the king. No, no, you, you need not go alone. I'm sure that prince that you have been dancing so beautifully with would be happy to accompany you to the well. And of course he was. The prince smiled. He said, yes, princess, I will go with you. And he lifted up the golden jug. And she held the prince's arm. And they walked out of the great hall. And they walked down the stone steps of the palace. And they walked into the courtyard in the moonlight. And they walked towards the wall around the well. And Firishka put the key in the lock and opened the heavy door. And then she took the golden vessel from the prince. And it was indeed quite heavy. It was very heavy in her delicate little hands. But she then had to bend down. She and she alone had to get the water from the well. But as she bent down into the waters of the well, and as the water filled the jug, the jug got heavier and heavier and heavier and began to pull her down. And she grabbed the prince by the arm, but he too lost his balance. And the jug, the princess and the prince, soon went down, 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 to the bottom of the deep, dark well. And oh my goodness, as they were sinking down and down and down, that water gushed out of the well. It burst over the wall. It burst into the courtyard. And it began to rise and rise and flood and rise. It went up the steps of the palace. It burst into the great hall. It covered the beautiful carpets. The guests were there, wet to their ankles. In no time, the water just kept rising and rising and gushing all around the great hall. It rose so high that it covered all the food on the tables. It rose so high that it destroyed all the tapestries on the walls. It rose higher and higher. The guests were jumping on chairs and tables, but still the water rose higher and higher up beyond the chandeliers, up to the ceiling, and beyond higher into the bedrooms of the palace and up and up and up and up until every dog, cat, person, thing in the palace, the palace gardens and the palace grounds was completely covered over. And all that was left was a lake. The lock is what we call it in Cork. It is still there to this day, that lake that we call the lock. And they say, that as the water was magical that poured forth from the lock, the people in the story, the prince and the princess, the king and all the guests, they didn't die, you know. They're still there. The party is still going on. The music is still playing. They are still dancing. And if you stand by the edge of the lake on a summer's evening, you can hear that music play. And they also say that when the water level drops a little bit, you can see the tips of the turrets of the palace. You can still see them.
Another thing they say, if someone, sometime, can dive down to the bottom of that lake and find the golden jug and bring it back up, then all the water will recede again and the lock will become a valley as it once was. But until that day, the water, the beautiful waters of the lock, are there for everyone to enjoy and everyone to share. Snip, snap, snout. The story is out. Oh, thanks for that story, Kate. And thank you for listening. And a special thanks to all our listeners in Ireland. Now, it's time for me to dip into my bag of happies and thank some more of you for all the lovely pictures and messages you've been kindly sharing with us. Thanks to four-year-old Shay and her dad from Revelstoke in Canada, who over the holidays put together a beautiful story montage inspired by super great kids' stories. And thanks to Felix, who is six from Massachusetts, who drew a stylish picture of the magic orange tree, complete with musical notes from the song. Thanks, Felix. And thank you to eight-year-old Luna from Maidenhead in the UK, who painted a very original and skilful picture of the snake from the story How the Birds Got Their Colours. Thank you, Luna. I love all the different painting techniques you used in your picture. And Owen in Canton, New York, who's just turned five, sent a very artistic picture of Baba Yaga and her hut with terrifying chicken legs and surrounded by red skulls. Beautiful, Owen. And four-year-old Noshi sent a great picture of the stickwoman story with a lovely lion in it and stickwoman crouching inside the pumpkin. Thanks, Noshi. Great writing, too. And Oliver, who is eight, has drawn a very well-observed picture of the boy and the snow wolf from the story Father Frost and the Star Child. The boy is all wrapped in fur to keep warm in the freezing Arctic temperatures. Very beautifully drawn, Oliver. Thank you. A big thank you now to all our sponsors and subscribers. We've had such generosity over Christmas on Kofi. Thank you very much to Ginny and Lizzie and to Isaac, who sent his pocket money. Thank you, Isaac. And thanks to Hazel, who is six. And to John and to Dominic and Anastasia. And to Benny from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And to Ria and Kate. And to Hazel and Ruth in Dublin. Thank you all so much. It really helps a lot with paying our storytellers. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Ko-fi or subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and get bonus stories and get early access or on Patreon and get all of that plus a Zoom session with a story from me and a chance to ask questions, then go to our website on supergreatkidstories.com. And thanks to those of you who've given us really nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's so lovely to read them. So thanks to Brownie, Medlord, Bella, Hillbill, Sachu, Leah and James Melody. And thanks to Stuart, who sent us a very lovely photo of himself, proudly wearing his Super Great Kids T-shirt. Thanks, Stuart. We were very pleased to see that. That's it for this week. See you soon. This podcast was produced by the wonderful Wardour Studios in London.